Burton M6 is truly talented. I am, I am like the poor man's uh, Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> wow, I mean that's still pretty good. I yeah, take a poor like, man's Weird Al Yankovic uh, over a rich man's Garth Brooks any day. <laughs> Just kidding, Garth Brooks. We're good, right? Hey, man, Garth. I'm more Brooks. of a, I'm more of a Chris Gaines man myself. You too, right? It's yep. all about the Chris Gaines, though. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, where did he go? He well, he went away when uh, Garth Brooks' uh, pocketbook went a little empty. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, because he, you know, Garth Brooks was, I think, was trying to put a little Nas X, right, where he was just a little like, I want to do something different because I'm not just a country guy, but I like rock and roll too, kind of, and I like grunge, but no one in country would accept me. Until I create a whole new identity. And then, you know, yeah. thundered rolls and he messed up and now he's he's right back at it again. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you saying that Chris Gaines and Garth Brooks are the same person? Damn, I feel like I just spoiled Christmas. Oh my god. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know what didn't give it away. The, um... The extra long bangs, the eye shadow, or the fact it looked just like Garth Brooks, but... <laughs> Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school, yeah. You should know we love hip-hop from the roots. Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want, it don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we gotcha. This is Pop Saga, let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. Heard this right. is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop side. You are listening to the Outer Rim's number one pop culture hollow podcast. Pop Saga. Today we are reviewing of the adventures of rebel sympathizing mercenary Cal Katarn. In 1995 Star Wars video game, video game, <laughs> Dark Forces. Oh, I, I, I must have some uh, Bantha Poodoo, which is they all do know is food and not poop in my mouth. <laughs> 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 now, here are your hosts, Bib Forest Tuna and Moth John Jared. <laughs> Is it John Gerard? Wait, is it? <laughs> I like the best part is you took all the time to set up like old timey radios. <laughs> and then you call yourself Bib Forest Tuna. <laughs> well, it has that. What I'm hoping is uh, we can put in the uh, the um, holo- hologram sound effect under it and it'll have that sort of like uh retro future uh aesthetic that uh, star wars has but <laughs> there we go i mean dude uh, it's as good as the clone wars uh, announcer good on that's right i mean yeah that's kind of the same thing right yeah it's the same previously thing. on clone wars anakin's getting into some uh he's mischief. dancing the, the, right the mischief He's a scallywag. Yeah, and Obi-Wan is going to look pensive for the episode. Uh, he doesn't know that about that, Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> Why 
while it's open, I'm just does gonna... all the work, like Penny from <laughs> Inspector Gadget. Oh yeah, I can't wait to do that. Inspector Gadget's gonna be fun. But yeah, I'm just gonna leave that kind of uh, stumbly mumbly bob <laughs> intro in there. I think I like the looseness of it, um, sure. and that that whole uh, that Bantha Pudu part is um, improvised. It's also based on um, this uh, article I recently read that apparently, according to official canon, Bantha Pudu is Bantha fodder, which yeah. is a food. Uh, that doesn't not, make any sense, but right. It sounds like it should be uh, uh, poopy, but apparently. Poopy butt. <laughs> um, apparently, <laughs> it's uh, food. So um, that's weird. That's yeah. That's that. That takes all the sting out of that. I always right. thought it was bantha fodder as well. Um, glad to have that confirmed. But the fact that that just means food, just now, now it definitely is bantha shit because bantha, bantha. F- no, no, I'm, I'm not. I it's gotta be right that. because like. The, the joke is that it's it's very stinky food. that That's like making fun of someone for liking durian, and that's kind of gross. That's, that's the wrong thing to do. Yeah, no, no, it's it's bantha shit. Or like, you're like, like you're, you're not even worth my time that you're like the fodder of banthas, right? Like I would throw you, you know, like what banthas, uh, I guess there you go. Yeah. All right, I mean, there's a long roundabout way of thinking that it could be food. It's not that it doesn't make sense necessarily, but it just when I think when you say poo do, it just sounds so close to to poo, poo. that um, the fact that you're talking about something else is uh, is, is weird. Even though, granted, this is in hoodies, so uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, man. Well, you know, Star Wars always be retconning themselves. Yeah. Today it's poop. Wait, no. Today it's food. Tomorrow it's poop. Just like all food. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, This is, um, in case this is the very first uh, episode you're tuning into, this is the high quality, uh, mature, uh, researched, erudite type of discussion you will find on this podcast. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Twirling my mustache. <laughs> my <laugh>. Crudity. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad if you jump to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Without listening um, to the other ones, but, you know. So, yeah, there are... Yeah, we'll, 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 uh, we'll get into it, but... Um, I think if you are... If you have listened to this podcast up until this point then you're in for a treat because today's episode um, is a little something new. We're going on two fronts. Number one, we are uh, doing our very first video game, which um, I, I, uh, uh, yeah, we'll get into why we, why I pitched this one. I'm going to take full responsibility for this one. Yes. We'll get into it. Um, And, you know, we're not talking about like Mario or something that is arguably a much bigger, uh, impact on on pop culture um but uh and in addition to it being uh our first video game it is our very first uh review yes um and we're gonna give it uh a recommend or a no recommend at the end 
and uh yeah <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna see how this works uh mm-hmm. it's one of the many formatting experiments we're trying yeah mix things up change things around just so uh keeps us on our toes too yeah and i think there are just a ravenous base of millions of fans that are just waiting to hear our recommendation on this video game from 1995 <laughs> no, they can't wait a 25 year old game you say can't wait to check it out well i've been uh holding on to my pennies so far i wasn't sure about it until i wanted to hear of uh an opinion about it that i trusted and i trust these boys at pop saga so what have they to say about star wars dark forces is the uh if you didn't get that in my really awesome intro um uh that is the video game we were talking about today released in 1995 uh for the ms dos platform and uh and macintosh yes and then later released on playstation one that's how i Mm -hmm. played it and Uh, windows and windows playstation 3 and the psp yeah, it's been a. Uh, it was released on the PlayStation Three and the PSP as part of their uh, PlayStation Classics, I believe, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. branding. And um, yeah, there's a. Uh, well, let's just let's let's just dive right in. Yeah, let's dive good. right into uh, a little bit of uh, information about the game, um, and then we can kind of talk about uh, how we uh, experienced it first, but. Yeah. As I said before, Star Wars Dark Forces is a first-person shooter type game that was released in 1995. Uh, the dev team was led by Darren Stinnett, and it was uh, programmed... Uh, the programming lead was Ray Gresco, and the art and writing leads were... Uh, is, or was, Justin Chin. Who uh, went on to be the? Um, he went on to be like the uh, main uh, project leader of the follow-up, uh, Dark Forces Two, which was released a short two years later in 1997. Yep, you also have music by Clint Bahakian. Bahakian. Yeah, that's Bahakian. I don't know Bahaman. Yeah. And you do have one additional famous person listed in the other crew, um, Tim Longo. So Tim Longo, I used to work with um, when I worked at Lucas, uh, was the creative director for Republic Commando. And the, he is, was also the creative director of Halo 5 Guardians as well so it can prove that you can go from qa to uh to moving on up to high spaces Eh, relatively quick about 20 years for him (laughs) so there you go if you really stick to it um so this was put out uh right around the time that doom fever was sweeping the nation and people were really into these uh early 
3D first-person shooters, and uh, which caused this game to um, be labeled as a Doom clone. But uh, that's not really fair because it's uh, very much its own thing. Um, and it actually adds a bunch of functionality that we completely take for granted in uh, today's first-person shooters. Nah, that's um, true. So <clears throat> I just want to uh, say this is... Uh, so we started putting out our podcasts um, after we had recorded... How many? Was it seven? Six or seven? Yeah, I think seven. So seven episodes. So um, we started getting a little feedback from the uh, the people who have listened to it, mostly family. In my case, uh, the 100% of the feedback I've got <laughs> has been from my mom, who uh, gets a lot of uh, shout-outs on the, on the cast, uh, be it uh, uh, her stance on He-Man uh or her uh basement they got a shout out in the uh the rpg episode um but she asked she texted me and asked uh if we could do a little bit of a synopsis uh at the top of what we're talking about um just for those people who i guess uh just like us and uh have really no interest in the thing we're talking about (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, John, do you want to give a, a brief overview of the plot of this game? I mean, I think it almost feels like the uh, opening crawl would uh, would suffice mm-hmm. <laughs> to give the synopsis and the plot, and then I'll fill in any little pieces that work for you. Yeah, that works for me. <clears throat> All right, this is for Forrest's mom. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to try to do it in old-timey uh, radio speak, too, because I'm a little jealous of this. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm even... the word, I, I normally listen, by the way, so when, I, 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 when we're recording, I have my headphones on, I have one ear cup in, and I have, always have the other ear cup off. It's just how I sit. It's weird. I know I even play games this way. So if I'm playing... I have college, to do the same thing, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Because when I have them both on, the sort of slight delay uh, really trips me up. So having one cup off is uh, better for me, too. Yeah, so now guess what? I was going to do the Dark Forces opening crawl in an old-timey voice, and I was putting my finger in my ear so I could block it out, so I can pretend like I'm listening to myself like I'm a professional. All right. The new order of the Empire stretches its evil clutches across the galaxy, consuming planets with devastating results. Though many struggles, the Rebel Alliance has learned of a new Imperial battle station, the Death Star, with enough power to destroy an entire planet. Unable to acquire the plans to the deadly space station, the Rebels have employed the skills of Kyle Katarn, known to most as a mercenary for hire. Katarn is a rogue figure who has a partial alliance with the Rebels. Armed only with a blaster and an intimate knowledge of Imperial methods, Kyle prepares to infiltrate the Imperial base where the plans are kept. Dot, dot, dot. Dun, dun, dun. And so... so, Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, dude. Go ahead. I was just going to say that uh, that's basically... That's a good point. That sets the uh, stage to the adventure. And and the adventure just uh, follows this mercenary as he undertakes various uh missions uh for the rebel alliance um 
um and it and it stretches beyond the death star and uh into nefarious new um technologies that the the imperials are uh constructing that is correct um for those who have watched star wars and and for those who are just even just have a passing the timeline for this uh, game takes place uh before the battle of yavin uh, so before star wars and new hope the very first one and then uh after the battle of yavin so him getting the plans would be the setup to how luke did the uh trench run and destroyed the first death star that this is the in this story kyle katarn was the reason why they got it uh got the plans versus all yeah yeah that's how they got it in this case so this instead of rogue one which is now <laughs> taken over for how they got the plans in this case kyle katarn's reason why they have the plans kyle katarn himself is a mercenary who is a former imperial stormtrooper who fell out of favor with uh the Empire, but he still has a distrust of the uh, uh, Rebels as well. Um, but he just kind of gets deeper and deeper into it as they are tracking down this more nefarious technology than just the Death Star in this game. Excellent. Very well said. Um, so one of the things I, uh, I encountered while I was uh, doing a little bit of research about this game is that 1995 was a really big year uh, for games. Um, what else came out? So in 1995, we have Warcraft 2, Tides of Darkness, huge. Mm. Full Throttle, the Tim Schafer, uh, very cool LucasArts masterpiece. We have Wipeout, Rayman... Mortal Kombat 3, Earthworm Jim 2, and perhaps the pinnacle, the one that we all remember and are still playing to this very day, William Shatner's Tech War. <laughs> oh, well, of course. <laughs> uh, um, that's crazy. But, that's a pretty packed year. Yeah, that's a, re- a real big year for games. And so uh, alongside that, fans of Star Wars were treated to uh, what I believe is the very first uh, Star Wars uh, first-person shooter. Certainly not the last, but uh, certainly the very, very first. Yeah, everything and, up to that point was like a TIE Fighter and X-Wing, right? Yes, I believe that those games came out before this. Um, but yeah, we have the... This is a product of... Not only the the market's fascination with Doom, uh, but also um, what LucasArts was known for at the time, which was more sort of uh, story-driven adventure games. And so that's the reason we get a lot of the kinds of puzzles we get in this game. Um, because instead of just killing all the enemies on a level and finding the exit or finding three different color keys... There's some very there's some uh, fairly in-depth puzzles in this game that I'm sure we'll we'll uh, talk about. Um, yeah. So I figured. Yeah. Go ahead. No. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. I figured we would do we would break this down um, into sections, um, and we can talk about the the story. We can talk about the gameplay. We can talk about the graphics, the controls, and the sound. 
And we don't have to rate each one of those, but um, we can kind of uh, touch on them all. Touch them all. <laughs> all right. Well, this is this is this is your road show. So let's see how we do it. Uh, so I think to give the audience a little peek behind the curtain, a little um, peek into how that delicious pop sausage is made. <laughs> uh, um, I think we have. Yeah, uh, do, you, do you guys have sausage? No. Uh, 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 no, we don't. Uh, oh. Uh, go to your go so, go. Are you recording? I'm, yeah, I'm we're so recording. Get Thanos. out of here, Thanos. Chill. God. God, he has no chill. So needy. He just. He wants to be on the show. I think. Yeah. Well, one day, but not today. We're talking about Star Wars. <laughs> not Thanos. When we talk about you, you can come on. <laughs> so. Don't have me get my slipper. I'm gonna if I need to, I'll go down. I'll get I'll get Thanos out of your house. Uh, we uh, so John and I had been discussing for uh, some time how to integrate uh, games into this podcast. The rest of the things we were talking about felt pretty natural. I don't know, like breaking down TV shows, obsessing over movies, and just spending three hours talking about an hour and a half long movie. <laughs> yeah, you know, normal. It stuff. felt natural, mm-hmm. but. Games are were sort of harder to to uh, parse out because we wouldn't want to go minute by minute. We would be here for like two days, um, or you know, moment by moment. I should say we are not in any way affiliated with the by minutes podcasts, which you should check out. Uh, I don't even know. Very good. No, no. Check the it only out. Pod, the only podcast I listen to is ours. Okay, well, I think that's. I like the purity of that. And I like the the team yeah, spirit of it. Yeah, my um, friend Jesse's, you know, but that's right. It. Of course, yeah. Um, but uh, if you like Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Minute is good. <laughs> I don't want to pimp another podcast, but well, yeah, sure. Good. There's there's so many. Why not? You know, we can, we we can share the stage with them. It's okay. They're a little podcast, right? No one's heard of them. Of course. Not, not, not the, the titans, titans that we are so of course no yeah. no they're they're um you know who knows maybe one day they'll be part of the uh pop Sogual family um yeah. yeah we'll put them under our umbrella but <laughs> um uh yeah so i was then sort of just looking at games that were short um so if we had to replay them between the last time we recorded a podcast and now uh it wouldn't take uh too much time um i found this game and the google information i was given must be from a speed runner because this game is not two or three hours long <laughs> this game is at least five hours long it's uh, as long as you it, it's as long as the puzzles will force you to make it to be Yes, that's a very good way of putting it. Um, so I chose a short game that I I did have some some fond memories of, um, and was was kind of uh, part of my uh, like the tapestry of my early um, pop uh, culture nog- knowledge noggin <laughs> eggnog. Um, but uh, so I chose this, and uh, we set off to play it. And, um, do I regret it? Do I regret using <laughs> length of game to determine what we talk about? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you good. 
<laughs> I kind of regret it because, um, well, we'll get into it when we talk about it, but, um, uh, uh yeah, I don't want to say too much more, but, uh, yeah, that's how we came to this particular game. Uh, going forward, we'll probably choose something <laughs> based on sort of its place in the, uh, in our personal and, uh, the world's, uh, pop soccer, soccer, pop saga culture pop culture saga whatever i don't know what i'm saying anymore i thought you chose it because uh of the comment about kyle katarn in one of our last ones on whether he had a beard or not and i'm glad i was correct that he did not have a beard in this one no i think we both agreed that he did not have a beard in the first one yeah but I definitely said in that same episode that we would just be skipping this one and doing the second, the second one. one. And here we are doing the first. Yep. We're goddamn liars, too. Yeah. Very sorry to, to anyone who is, has... Whoever is keeping the wiki will have to go back and change um, that entry. But um, it felt... I really do want to do the second one at, at, at some time. Um, and... Uh, but it felt... It felt like a good idea to start from here and here's i'm just gonna roll right into my the reason it's sort of as part of uh my um formative uh pop culture opinion uh or or i should say point of view to say that when i was growing up i when i got this i've only played the demo <laughs> so <laughs> i just played that excellent sort of snappy first level that is like designed well from a level perspective, I mean, from a level design perspective, it like you can get through that one in a sitting, and uh, it really kind of uh, hypes you up for the rest of the game. But that's all I had had uh, experienced. So the game itself has sort of a mythical quality to me because um, I'm like, wow, it just like must have gone you know up and up from there. And I like the second one so much that so this one has has kind of held a very it was held in very high regard by me but like with no good reason how did you come to it um so uh growing up i uh, my family never had a we had a computer for a real short time but it was like one that you would plug into the uh a tv and it was like an amiga or something so we never really had a computer but i had friends who had computers and um, I used to intern at Public Access out here when I was like 14. Um, for, so I, I worked for Viacom, wink, wink. Um, <laughs> and what I would do is I'd like put the shows on the air and uh, rent out people equipment. And uh, one of the shows that was on that uh, on Public Access was called Video Game Slams. Um, which was a, I mean, honestly, it was a pretty ahead of its time because it was a, a show about video games and video game reviews. And they would use the green screen. Editor John here. It was technically a blue screen, not a green screen. Uh, just wanted to clarify that up in case anyone wanted to chime in otherwise. Green, they had different characters. They would record footage. And they knew I liked video games. Uh, so I became friends with them and I would help. I There's probably even, if you could somehow find it, I would love to see, see it because 
it, it cracked me up, but I was even in a few of their skits, um, and I helped them record their stuff, but I'd go over and he had a monster computer at the time. So I remember seeing doom and playing doom for the first time there. And then a year later, um, playing and seeing dark forces at his house and just uh, being blown away. So that was like, but I never really got the play much more than the first level, kind of like your demo, like you're talking about. I didn't play it until I finally was able to get my hands on it for the first PlayStation. Um, and that's how I experienced dark forces. And, um, I know I didn't care for it. Yeah. My, my family's early, earliest computers were all Macs, So they were, you know, you know, not super powerful, so, um, they still ain't. Oh, Mactus, Mactus. I mean, do not add me because I did not say that. (laughs) You can add me, Mac, unless you want to buy this podcast, then we'll talk. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well then we would have to like really class it up. I feel like, yeah, Yeah, we'd be like, hello, welcome to Mac saga. Welcome to the, 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 the podcast where we talk about all things Mac. Um, it's a thing. The podcast that is sterile. Yes. And boring. <laughs> Jeez, what the fuck is that? <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tim. I'm sorry. Don't 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 kill me. Listen, John. Do do not cross us. You are on Apple Podcasts after all, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow okay <laughs> stop unnerving me just made me giggle yeah. just like well, every time someone tells me to get a mac I go, yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no i want to do things oh boy <laughs> at me all you want i don't care we, we could have long conversations um so yeah but i i eventually we eventually came around and we got a pc and um so that's why i kind of have uh clearer memories of the second game um because that's something we got for uh for the pc at the time and isn't it incredible that this game that you know looks very much like doom or doom 2 or i guess more accurately it looks a lot like uh duke nukem even though duke nukem came out like a year after this but isn't it crazy how fast technology was progressing at this time? Because 1995, we get our ray casting, um, you know, quote unquote 3D FPS. And then two years later is Dark Forces 2, which is fully pulling it all 3D. Uh, no, no, this was this this was huge. I, I definitely would say that I don't think obviously inspired by doom the popularity of doom and the fact that you know rumor is for the jedi engine uh that they built custom built themselves was just a reversed uh engineered doom game engine um but the fact that yeah they took the novelty from a lot of the other games like you said earlier the uh, storytelling games the adventure games the point and clicks and created puzzles and depth and you know uh, you just didn't have to go through the level kill everyone to get to the next point you actually had to figure out how to get out of the level 
um, sometimes to its detriment. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it really took that that genre and used the hell out of this engine. I mean, they only used it for two games. Um, yeah, and that's nuts, right? Because both those games came out in the same year, and then this this engine was never used again. Yeah, they then what they they, they the next game they used. So this engine was called Jedi because. Yep star wars but then the next one was called the sith engine and that's what they use for dark forces too because mm-hmm. they realize that the sith makes you stronger and more <laughs> focused and allows you full 3d gameplay that's the part that uh palpatine always leaves off his pitch yeah he's the, like uh, oh full 3D. i'm afraid this jedi engine will be quite useless <laughs> when dark forces 2 arrives <laughs> sure it doesn't have smooth skinning but look at these lighting effects look you um, can hold a lightsaber anyway yeah, yeah <laughs> so, this is this this game is very much the um it's kind of like um if you if you buy or are fans of large uh statues um especially like superhero statues um sometimes they'll come with cloth capes sometimes they'll come with you know like uh, resin molded capes or whatever um, but whenever you get one that has cloth and uh, other materials they refer to it as a mixed media uh, statue this game is very much the mixed media statues of games they used everything that was currently at their disposal um, uh, to in, in certain instances I think uh, really successfully for a game that is that old um, yeah. 25 years old I- and I guess we should say that we are the the rumor that we uh, referenced earlier that so the devs and who built the Jedi engine were accused of uh, reverse engineering the engine for Doom, but um, no evidence has ever been found to support yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, just for the record, um, it's a it's a rumor and it's an alleged accusation, but I. Uh, regardless, um, what the developers were able to do at the time is very impressive, much um, to the the points you brought up, but also um, being able to do atmospheric effects, which were sort of unheard of in a shooter like this at the time, at, at the time especially, and um, all the animated textures, and um, the way that they were able to stack rooms on top of each other yeah, um, was w- unheard of uh, for a raycasting engine. And um, for the uninitiated, raycasting just basically means um, you're taking like uh, uh, you're taking the viewer's viewpoint and measuring it out until it hits a, a, a square that is defined as a wall. And then the, that sort of is how you build the, um, uh, the level. But it's still a 2D game, technically. It's just uh, it's, it's creating the illusion of, of uh, 3D. 3D, yeah. Mm-hmm. But this one that. was different because it could actually also render fully 3D objects, as we saw a couple times in the game with the turrets and uh, some, some of the ships. Yeah, some of the ships, the turrets, the, um, the processing arms are like the... Uh, the factory arms were also in 3D. And then, um, yeah, but then a mix of 2D sprites for all the bad guys. Um, 
it, 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 it's a trip because again, I wouldn't, I'm glad you honestly, it's a short game and maybe we don't base everything off of short games or whatever <laughs> would take us to play. Yeah, I guess but, I learned my lesson. But just being able to go back, I did not remember. Outside of the first level, um, I didn't remember anything. And then seeing all these pieces put together was like, I was like, wow, this is really using everything they had. Reusing uh, uh, some uh, uh, footage from the movies to uh, reusing footage from other games. (laughs) Okay, I don't know that part. Um, I want to hear about it, but are you, when you're saying, um, and I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but when you're saying using movie footage, are you <laughs> referencing the obviously spliced in or composited in Boba Fett sequence? Yes. Well, <laughs> not just that one. There's also the Job of the Hut one, but yeah. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the Boba Fett one was just like, oh okay. <laughs> like, like, wow. oh, that's just straight from the movie that's yeah. not pixel art um but uh yeah so not to get too uh far ahead of ourselves let's start out with the plot tell me what you thought of the plot um i actually I, think are you yeah. oh i was gonna say you can run through it too if you want um give you can give a kind of a, a brief overview of the plot if you like yeah okay um so uh, so i actually thought the plot was uh pretty good for uh, a star wars game that didn't focus on primary characters so the other rumor originally was and i can't maybe i can find someone who can confirm this for me or not at some point but originally they were going to use luke skywalker uh they didn't want to because then that was going to lock them down and they wanted to be able to be a little freer which makes a lot of sense for a lot of games that you see uh, lucasarts putting out um not getting tied to the canon characters is a huge benefit because that way people's expectations are tempered. You don't like Luke Skywalker would never do that. So instead (laughs) Kyle Katarn can do it because who the hell is Kyle Katarn? Um, So the main plot is originally uh, like the crawl said uh, him infiltrating an Imperial base um, to steal the death star plans. Um, He steals the death star plans. And then after that happens, Mon Mothma um, contacts him. Mon Mothma shows up in uh, Return of the Jedi. She's the one who tells us many Bothans died for the f- information of the fact that the second Death Star was being built. Um, but anyway, it was really just to turn into an investigation into um, a, a, uh, a rumor that the Empire is building these uh, dark troopers, um, like super roided out stormtroopers that had like, I think they find a weapon or something, a dark trooper weapon. And that kind of leads them down this rabbit hole of trying to track down where the dark troopers being made. Um, so as you're traveling to different worlds, you're discovering the materials that they're made out of. Um, it even peppers in some other Star Wars characters who aren't really known, like Crix Maydine. Uh, he's also in Return of the Jedi, for those. Uh, he's the dude with the really bad 
uh, bang haircut with the big <laughs> ears. He's a proto Bieber. Yeah, he's like baby, baby, baby. Anyway, <laughs> um, the part was cut out of uh, Return of the Jedi, but it's on the DVD. It's also in Dark Forces when you open the door oh. after you rescue him. He's like baby, baby, baby. <laughs> so anyway, like you rescue him. And then uh, he fills you in. So he used to be a former Empire as well. And then that just kind of leads you on this chase to be able to destroy uh, the Dark Troopers before the Empire is able to use them. So, like, the Death Star is used as the, the, the genesis of this adventure, but that's not the main thing. The main thing is stopping the Dark Forces or the Dark Troopers. So that's pretty much the plot. Um, yeah. Can we I, talk real quick yeah. about the fact that I think you've alluded to this already, but the fact that the first level is, is he does what takes um, the characters in Rogue One an entire movie to achieve, um, and it seems easy as pie. Yeah, well, it, well, but the thing is, he's a former star a stormtrooper. He knows all their tactics, and he has that little itty bitty blaster. Um, yeah, and the the Death Star plans are just kept in a very lightly guarded um, place in the basement, with like really no other security than it being downstairs. Yeah, yeah, well, like you would, right? Like I keep all my Faberge eggs downstairs on a shelf. Yeah, brightly lit up, so you know it's there. It's the entire, the entire game is about starting, uh, stopping like stronger soldiers. But like, at the start, you've already like contributed to to taking out a uh, planet killing weapon. Um, so it's like really feet on desk for <laughs> Kyle. Now yeah. see what these slightly bigger and slightly more powerful stormtroopers are up to yeah i i think it it's it's weird because yeah you you do this big overarching thing that really impacts the world and then or the universe or the galaxy at the very least and then um on the other end of the spectrum you're just going to try to stop some uh, roided out stormtroopers um that's cool and all but i I, I feel like it was almost it was almost in there as a let's let's make you feel comfortable because then you're gonna hate a lot of this game. So we're gonna give you that one good <laughs> feel good moment because when your ass is in a not city, you're gonna you're gonna hate life. And then right. that was holy shit. Um yeah, it, uh, it, it's also Kyle, you know, like Kyle Katarn's not really uh, fleshed out in this game too much. He grimaces. Whenever you see him, he's still kind of in that old school LucasArts, like full throttle outlaw like style. He just, yeah. he just you know, like super, he's honestly super wide. You know, he's stuff. a very unappealing looking character when he's, uh, introduced he's sort of like just scowling all the time he's sort of a, a jowly fellow and uh he just like sucks <laughs> he, like his characteristics are just like what do you want me to do now jeez yeah like i mean i guess you get that it, it's a weird thing he's a mercenary who used to be 
empire. And then at some point he fell out with them, but he still had a distrust of the rebels. And I think it's because I don't remember the back, his backstory too well. So I I looked this up and it's nuts. There's so much you don't get in this game. You have, I I assume it came with the included manual. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think part of it is, so this game came out, to give folks an idea, this game moved almost a million units. Uh, uh, they, they figured 925,000 like, uh, units of this game was sold. It was the 11th most popular game from 1993 to 1999. Um, so it sold extremely well, and that is why they fast created dark forces too but in the interim they did a lot of dark forces novels as well and i think that's where a lot of them filling out the um uh kyle's character okay because the um the the backstory is insane like he um (laughs) he was away at an agricultural college to follow in his father's footsteps and that's when he got the um, well, that's when he got word that rebels had killed his family or his dad, and so he um, joins the imperial uh, army or navy or whatever, and um, that's when he meet Jan, uh, meets Jan Ors, and she's a uh, double agent working for the Rebel Alliance, and then she's able to tell him that it was actually the Imperials that killed his family, <laughs> so. That's when he leaves the uh, army with Jan uh, to go uh, be a mercenary, but who works for the rebels uh, primarily. But still, you know, he's still salty because he spent so much time thinking the rebels had killed his uh, his family. So he's you know harboring a little bit of uh, resentment, I guess. I don't know. It's I a mean, very weird that, story. He shows that salt. I mean, through just, all, the whole damn game, pretty much looks like he's like eating a lemon yeah and lemon with poo on it yeah jan like really seems to care about him inexplicably i don't like he doesn't ever return this this sort of affection so yeah it didn't take till the again it's it's funny because that all just leads up to the fact that feels like that was created after this game was uh already out you're like, oh, oh we gotta, certainly. We got to fill in this stuff because Jan just kind of shows up. Um, you yeah, know, she's, she's just like the person who prepares your mission briefings and flies yeah. the ship, I guess. Yeah, like they get you out of there. And uh, she is voiced by uh, what, Julie Eccles, who only played the role once. So there you go. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, she was um, also in Village of the Dam. The 1995 cool. remake. There you go. And oh, Last Crusade, but no one's seen that movie. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it, it it's very interesting. That being said, sort of criticisms of the, the two-dimensional characters aside, like you said, it's a fun Star Wars story. Um, it deals with some, like, new technology that has nothing to do with killing a planet that's interesting um but uh yeah it it has some interesting characters in it of course like 
they do sort of fall into the um, Star Wars universe is too small trope uh, now and again, um, considering that uh, in addition to Kyle Katarn and uh, and Mon Mothma and Crix Maydeen, we get um, Darth Vader and Jabba the Hutt and uh, in the game. So it, it and Boba Fett, right? So yes, we have like the these central character, these sort of titrary characters, and central char- characters for the movies, sort of being central characters is in this game as well. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, all Star Wars suffers from it's a galaxy far, far away, but everybody seems to know everybody. Yeah, it's um, a very small pool of important people. Yeah, I think this one, though, pulled some, you know, I think pulling out Crick's Maydeen was an interesting pull, because it's not like you ever really hear him or see anything that he does, so this kind of gives him a little bit more depth. And honestly, the Darth Vader inclusion makes sense, because it's not like he's just hunting Jedis at this point. He's also, you know, like, involved in the military aspect, so that one kind of makes sense that he's like, well... I'm definitely going to stay involved because we just lost the Death Star, so I need to make sure that everything's alright with this one, too. Um, or that everything works out with this. The job of the uh, Boba Fett shit. Boba Fett gets put in everything that they can figure out how to put him in. Um, yeah, but Boba Fett gets murked. Yeah, he gets... You You, you wreck his ass, real. <laughs> he gets uh, murked. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. like he should, because Boba mean, Fett's a chump. Like, well, I think what's crazy is that Kyle Katarn ends up being the maybe the most effective rebel oh, that has ever done any sort of anything, right? <laughs> oh, easily, easily. He, like, everywhere you go, there's several... So they sort of... We'll get into the gameplay next, but um, they sort of... Uh, they repeat like um puzzle motifs or like uh goals uh a lot or at least several times throughout the game and so several of the levels have you um blowing up a facility or a mine or just blowing something up and each time kyle is just like flies away from the planet and a huge explosion happens he is like the empire's worst nightmare yeah, like if you killed him, you would have you would have dealt the rebels a big uh, like uh, 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 you you would have wounded them greatly because yeah I mean not only did he get you the Death Star plants uh, spoilers and you know he he ends up stopping the Dark Troopers uh, he takes out Boba Fett like the chump that he is uh, yeah and he's just been blowing up facilities left and right like yeah. He escapes Jabba the Hutt like this. This dude is a badass. He's the John Wick of uh, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> like you hire him, you give him some of them gold pieces, he'll get the job done. Yeah, he um, for the right price, he becomes the uh, most effective member of anything. I don't know, just like the most effective uh, 
character in the Star Wars uh, universe. And considering his story post this game, he goes on to be a very prominent Jedi in the in what is now considered Legends. It would have to be. It would have to be considered le- Legends. Kyle Katarn. I'm gonna call it right now. Kyle Katarn will never be made canon. Oh, yeah. uh, easy. Because he just is. I mean, not in his current form. Maybe they'll reference him, but not this character because he has just done it all. Like <laughs> Skywalker, Luke Skywalker. Who? Yeah, he didn't do all this stuff. Yeah, like I mean, he Kyle got the plans pretty much like stealing a book out of a public library. Luke Skywalker did fly the ship to blow up the Death Star. So true, true. But but right. think about all the stuff afterwards. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, he just like went hopping all over the galaxy, leaving a trail of destruction in his wake that is it's hard to fathom it is in his in his ship the moldy crow (laughs) okay good let's just i was gonna save it for the graphics discussion but let's just just talk about that ship now i it's something that um no offense to uh justin chin who i i have to say I have some very nice things to say about this game. I actually really love the art direction overall. Um, we'll get there, but um, the this ship always bothered me. Like I, I, I don't think I've ever liked it. It's not. It's oddly not Star Wars. That's the only yeah. way I can describe it. Is it doesn't feel like a Star Wars ship to me. It doesn't hold those trappings that you would uh, traditionally look. I mean, it has a it has a cool profile. It's uh, I, I mean, cool. I put that in quotes. Um, like it it's trying to do some things, but it doesn't feel like it belongs. Um, I think the name is probably the silliest thing, but um, <laughs> and the yeah, name is for the people at home, the Moldy Crow. The is that moldy... wait? Is that really the name? Yeah, yeah. What? Yes. I did not remember that. I'm it, not well, going to look it up. I'm just going to trust that that's really the name, even though yeah. that's hard, so hard to believe. So it is, oh no, I, I got you. It is technically the Moldy Crow was a modified HWK 290 light freighter built circa 10 years before the Battle of Yavin, Yavin by the Karelian Engineering Corporation. To give you an idea, Karelians is where uh, Han Solo is from, it's where the uh, Millennium Falcon is from. Um, obviously, their HWK is a play on Hawk. Referred to as the Hawk series, um, you know, Falcon Hawk. They, they try to right. tie all that stuff together, but yeah, called the Moldy Crow. But it was later replaced by the Raven's Claw. So that might be what you were thinking beforehand. I see. Um, the Moldy Crow. That's hilarious. And uh, yeah, I think one of the problems was they never really. Uh, focused on the um, the scale. I think if they had done a better job with sort of presenting the scale to the player, 
that would have uh, helped it feel a little more Star Wars. Because I think when you scale it up and you realize that those cockpit windows aren't for, like, uh, they're not like a fighter jet or an X-Wing even. It's, like, much uh, larger than that. And that may- helps it a little. But, no, it has a very starfighter look to it, though it isn't. Like, but it doesn't look like a freighter. Like, I don't know what you would haul in that thing. Um, because again, yeah, sense of scale is it looks really tiny. Looks like he was just flying it, and then you know maybe it was a two seater. But yeah, no, apparently this thing is fairly big. Yeah, because it has like a little door you can go through. I think they show at some point later. Later, well, but hell, way. when it flies to pick you up, the thing looks like it would only fit you in it. Yeah, it looks very small, just yeah. um, based on the area around it. And you know, part of that might be because, like, all the details in the game are sort of big. So, I don't know. Yeah, me neither. I don't know, but it's the Moldy Crow. So there yeah. you go. It's the Moldy Crow. Um, that's incredible. I had totally forgotten that, and that um, blows my mind. Um, but let's move on to, to gameplay. So. Yeah. Tell me what you thought about playing this game again. So it definitely is showing its age um, as is in terms of gameplay. Um, I could see as first person shooters first experiencing this would have uh, blown my mind, especially from Doom. Uh, being able to look up and down it was a huge thing that I never used or rarely used. Um, just if there was a pesky turret that I couldn't, the, the, the blaster bolts would not auto correct to hit. I'd have to look up a little bit, but I rarely used it. Um, uh, the platforming was really difficult in certain parts because it's hard to look down, hard to look up and hard to get a sense of, uh, depth when you're looking at an object. Cause sometimes it looks like it doesn't have a ledge, but it actually does. Um, it has your now very standard array of uh, different weapons to use, and all the weapons had alt modes that, um, in this playthrough, I couldn't get to work. Uh, I'd hold down the alt key, the alt mode key, and it just wouldn't work for me. Um, but you, you, you pretty much progress from fist to a little laser pistol to the stormtrooper rifle, which I use 99% of the time. And then thermal detonators, which I use the other 1% of the time. Um, and then, yeah, you know, a, a wide array of things and mines that I never used. Um, and then, yeah, you would just uh, prowl around, move with the WASD keys, um, and just uh, go around. I mean, to today's standard, it, it would be probably considered very archaic um, gameplay-wise. Um including the use of lives and finding revives. So th- th- there's no save points in a mission. Um, so you either play from the start to the finish, or if you uh, say you quit out and come back, you would not start off at the point where you left off. You'd start off right at the beginning again. Um, those are things you, people aren't really used to now. Um, I love sprinting. I thought that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Because you tall ass uh, sprinting through it. Um, and then, yeah, you traverse different um, environments, you know, from ice to sewage 
no lava, but there was rock and a lot of uh, corridors and uh, the the trappings that you would get there. Um, there are some boss fights, but not that many. Um, I I did like killing uh, that uh, with your fist that uh, dragon thing. Uh, that was fun. I was like, really? You expect me just to punch <laughs> this thing to death? All right, let's go, Kyle. And he did it. And I was like, well, this dude's a badass. Um, yeah, the gameplay, it, it again, like I said, to today's standards, to like if you were to compare it to your Call of Duty, Call of Duty mud hole stomps this game um, as far as look and feel, but as far as gameplay and just kind of taking in, it, taking into account what it was, is it, it was pretty, uh, pretty mind mind bending there pretty good yeah so uh yeah so i think credit where credit is due uh i you or sorry i should say you actually played through the entire game stem to stern yes i played about halfway through gave up and watched the rest on youtube yeah but i watched every moment of it um but i did i I did want to play most of it, or at least as much as I could, because I wanted to make sure I got a a, a feel for the gameplay. But in my opinion, so just for full disclosure, like I didn't play through the entire game, but um, from what I did play and then what I watched later, uh, it, so the shooting is pretty fun. The enemy variety is a little on the um, it's, it's like very, the sparse side. Yeah, very shallow. Yeah, there's and in terms of like silhouette change, there isn't a lot of like really interesting designed enemies. But you know they're sort of constrained by the um, by the the the, the property. Um, but yeah, it was like the the shooting parts were okay. The controls are kind of wonky. They're very floaty, um, and it has a lot of jumping puzzles, which is sort of baffling because um, jumping in that game precisely is quite hard. Um, it also had a ton of like switch puzzles. That's like the predominantly the the puzzle type is uh, switch puzzles, which I didn't super care for but also that was part of that was because finding your way around in that game was difficult um part of this was because i didn't realize there was a map until like halfway through my playthrough um but uh yeah so i think the gameplay initially had some variety and i think that it can't be understated how fun it is to just blast some stormtroopers and especially seeing them in this sort of charming nostalgia tinged um uh pixel uh rendering style was uh, especially cool um but um like you said you mostly kind of like weapon wise you kind of mostly focus on the the imperial blaster and that's kind of where the iconic that and the i would say that in the thermal detonator feel iconic star wars but a lot of those uh weapons you get later are very um 
interesting, certainly, but uh, look very out of place. And uh, I would say maybe their functionality kind of is too. Yeah, like I never understood what that. Uh, there's like the one that is kind of like the Pied Piper pipe. Right. Has, like the five <laughs> barrels with the caution tape on it, and they just shoot little green burst out of it, and you just kind of go like, "What? It, what would I use this for?" Uh, like, and it, it would. It. I. I didn't try the track to see if it was shooting from random spots or uh, picking, but it wouldn't shoot like from top to bottom barrels. Sometimes I swear it would shoot from the top, then the middle, then the down, and then the other. Because this thing makes no sense. Yeah, I, I, I hear you on that there every other gun outside I, I think the blaster's cool his little little blaster which is way more accurate than the uh, stormtrooper blaster um, yeah i agree that I, looks that looks pretty iconic star wars yeah and then of course the thermal detonator because they knew what that looked like but that missile launcher thing just looked like a uh a, a pitcher's glove like a white pitcher's glove that lobbed avion bottles out of it <laughs> um, the, the the dark trooper weapon didn't feel like it fit anywhere there's a rail gun that um the trendoshan enemies like because there's just three alien of uh, like bad guys that you fight um one's a trendoshan and uh yeah it uses a rail gun but that thing you just kind of point it at somebody and shoot it and then there would be like a, a funnel of death that would either hit them or just completely miss because <laughs> um, it was again really kind of hard to gauge depth yeah <laughs> and um yeah yeah I, i'll give you that uh, most of the other weapons just felt like they did not fit at all or make any sense yeah and uh i thought that so like uh each of the you, you encounter um uh, mouse droids imperial mouse droids and each one has um, a battery in it, and you need the battery to power your various gadgets. You have, in addition to the weapons, you have like infrared goggles and a flashlight, um, and ice boots, ice boots, yeah, and various other like kind of yeah, level specific yeah. stuff, which is cool. The fact that they put that kind of that kind of makes it more like an adventure game. Um, the equipable gear. Yeah, and they all required charges or something, so you couldn't use things indefinitely. Like, you could right. use the so infrared you, goggles, but they if you didn't find batteries from killing mouse droids or other spots, it would die, and then you'd be left in the dark. Yeah. So, in addition to that, um, we, uh, we have those cool pieces of gear. And um, so, the the best way to get batteries is to kill those mouse droids. And to do so, you have to look down. And the looking up and down, which I know was sort of like novel at the time, um, is is nevertheless implemented in uh, a pretty frustrating way. Um, page up, page down. Yeah. And it's just like aiming up and down is a chore, but sometimes it's kind of like crucial for finding secrets or like batteries and stuff like that. You you could also uh, crouch and shoot them. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> and that's something that the this game introduced to the genre that wasn't possible or wasn't an option in Doom was crouching and, and jumping. 
Yeah, like all swimming. of that was completely yeah novel. Um, really, it really was. Like I, I, I could have pictured people going, "Man, this, this, this kicks Doom's butt," just because of all the extra stuff you could do. Um, definitely a level of difficulty in it that is is partly a product of a game being made at that time and uh, just kind of game design in general um, for that period. Um, but also, I think just the introduction of all those other mechanics trying to figure out how to actually get them all to work together like you have all those weapons but honestly you don't need any of them but like of the 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 basic blaster that you start with to uh solve any of your puzzles because there's a couple targets that you just need to shoot other than that like yeah you had to figure out how to get to that other point or find something um yeah really 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 i could again for the time i could see novel gameplay but now you'd be playing it going what the what is this yeah so uh let's roll right into presentation um all right what did you think of uh how the game looked so who um uh so i you know i I, uh um, so as I was talking before, the mixed media was really interesting. Um, as far as when you were getting animated uh, cutscenes versus like 3D rendered cutscenes to ones that would be like a mix of two, like where you would get something that was obviously from either another game um, or uh, they they got like a body double for one, but then like they drew in the other. Like there's that uh, Darth Vader and uh, what Moff Mok M O H C General. I think he's only in a general. General, it's a. I I know it. I know the voice actor because he's oh. he. Yeah, it's Jack Angel. Um, because he was the voice of King Zarkon and Voltron, and uh-huh. um. His, uh, I, I had to look him up. His birthday is actually one day after my mom's, but he's like many years older than my mom. Uh, but is is he's born October twenty fourth? I thought that was interesting. But he's been working up until even uh, doing voices for World of Warcraft. Um, wow! But they have this scene where you see Darth Vader him together, and it is just two different styles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> It's like a weird melting candle of a man drawn in a very illustrated, very good, but very illustrated style next to just like a picture of Darth Vader. (laughs) And you're just like, oh, and then, um, I mean, fortunately, um, I thought the voice acting um, through the cutscenes and everything else, I thought that was pretty good Um, overall. uh, I I know the guy they got to play Darth Vader, uh, Scott Lawrence, he is like the Darth Vader. It's funny. There's two voices to Darth Vader that aren't um, uh, James Earl Jones. Scott Lawrence is one of them. The other one is Matt uh, Sloan. And um, these two are still doing Darth Vader's voice. It just kind of depends on which one you want. Uh, so uh, Scott Lawrence does like he did a Darth Vader for all the early Lucas Arts. Uh, games from TIE Fighter to Rebellion, uh, even Revenge of the Sith, and then the original Battlefront 2. 
Um, and then the other guy, Matt Sloan. Oh, and uh, excuse me, I want to make sure I give him credit. Scott Lawrence also recently did the Vader for the Vader Immortal VR series. Oh, yeah. That's great. And, if you have the and, means to check that out, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I want to play that so bad. And and recently he was the voice to Yerick Yeager in Star Wars Resistance. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, well, there you go. Well, Matt Sloan does the voice for the Force Unleashed series, the Lego Star Wars TV series, and he is EA's Battlefront 2 Darth Vader. Anyway, uh-huh. I think he... I, I personally prefer Scott Lawrence's of Darth Vader. I thought he was really on brand, on point. Um... So I think the voice acting was really strong um, in this game, even given the time. Um, it, I, I did enjoy the blend of using like movie clips, like using Jabba the Hutt from Return of the Jedi, and him mouthing and you know through hologram. They picked those that usage carefully. It seemed like you know they'd make sure that they set it up where it made sense. Versus just trying to have everything coexist on the same plane. And there's that. Um, as far as the actual level designs, the one thing I was really impressed with is I couldn't really find... I don't want to say I couldn't find repeated textures, but I couldn't find repeated like background textures per map. Like So if you were on an ice planet, it looked very much like ice. You could tell the difference between slippery and non-slippery environments. Um, when you're on the desert planet, it, it didn't feel like it was just the issues I had were with a lot of the switches because it was really hard to tell what were switches and what was decorative because sometimes you'd click on something that didn't look like it should do anything and it would do something. Sometimes they looked very clear and it was really easy to tell what you had to activate, but then there were other ones that were just like, that's a switch. Okay. If you say so, um, uh, the presentations, uh, the the HUD, I I felt was uh, pretty informative as far as a UI standpoint. Um, I knew what everything was meant to be. Um, I forgot to mention in gameplay. I did like the fact that your energy shield protected you only from energy attacks, did not protect you from physical attacks. I thought that was a nice touch. I agree. I think in terms of. Uh the art direction for all the levels is really good. Uh, they really did a lot with what they had available to them. Uh, and for the most part, almost every environment looks very Star Wars. It really um, leans into the sort of the uh, brutal, geometric, uh, grungy uh, Star Wars that was what all we knew at the time. Um... So, uh, so I thought that was uh, really successful. Uh, I really love how they use animated textures to make the um, to make the environment feel more alive and lively than other games at the time. Um, I thought my only issues from a visual standpoint um, were some of the mixed media stuff you were mentioning, sort of like when they composited uh, Boba Fett in there. It felt very out of place and kind of took me out of the game in that moment. Um, but uh, in general, I thought the art direction, especially the levels, was very good. Um, yeah, I think it's 
sort of like a combination of the of the um, lighting abilities of the, the the hardware and the the, the um, engines of the time mixed with the more complex level design that their engine afforded them it ends up being it ends up being like you, you get kind of can kind of get lost pretty easy because of the reuse of uh, you know texture swat- swatches and stuff and the lack of depth but I think from an atmospheric standpoint they really hit it out of the park for the time anyway um, especially on that one uh, mining planet uh, where they have like the sort of atmospheric haze the whole time. I thought that there was like a, an incredible detail, and it, it looks honestly more like Mars than uh, Doom or or even Doom Two did, even though those also take place yeah, on Mars. The, the Gromus um, Mines, I think, the Blood Moon. Yeah. Took place. Yeah, yeah. So, but I think the only thing I had a problem with was the some of the original stuff. Um, I didn't really like the arc hammer. I don't really like the moldy crow. <laughs> I don't. I think the arc hammer has a cool name. Yeah, absolutely. I I think a lot of the writing of this is actually pretty good. Um, but yeah, the arc hammer from a design standpoint. Uh, didn't really um, resonate with me and sort of similar uh, we talked about it already but the weapons sort of um, I I don't really like the designs of a lot of them and then also uh, the dark trooper I think even Um, at least a couple of those versions look real corny yeah I I didn't really get the um, why there were two types like, I guess one was unarmored and one was an armored take, but the unarmored yeah. one was just, like, the melee version while the armored one just flew around and annoyed the shit out of you. Well, it says in that one briefing that it's, like, one's phase one and one's phase two, and the phase two are, like, more armored, but I guess they're droids? Or at least the thin one? Yeah, I mean, it It sounded like a droid, it moved like a droid, Um, it died like a droid, uh, the I think the one thing with the dark trooper though is it flew too, so there were ones that where it would fly around. Um, right, so they had well, to uh, reuse that for Boba Fett. I think <laughs> Boba Fett's yeah, well, reskinned. Oh, the that Boba Fett battle! Holy crap, that thing was that he came out. He literally I did not remember that from playing it before, and when he showed up, he scared the shit out of me because it's like, what the fuck is that? Oh, that's Boba Fett. Okay, he's dead. Yeah, was, and he yeah, he's just lying on the ground dead. We were like, oh, okay. Like, I guess right, he's okay, me, though. <laughs> yeah, he, he, obviously he's fine. I guess. Just take a shit on him and leave. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, the... Um, I don't know. I think I like the Dark Trooper toys and how they look. Um, just because it adds a little bit more... Um, details to them because they're kind of uh difficult to make out for what they are yeah Um, they they really just come barreling down on you like with a power walker stance yeah like they're like there's the on the level where you're um have to get like the gas mask because you're 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 going you're going through this thing and he just kind of shows up and he's just following you around like a uh, messed up Jason Voorhees. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, just leave me alone. I just want to leave. And uh, 
because he's I think he wears a, a dark trooper suit I can't really tell I just kept shooting him in the face until he died um, yeah that's at the very end he's like haha I I'll get you this time and then you just shoot him to death yeah it's just like now nah, I'm good thank you blow up his his ship which is right next to the executor who you've just killed maybe like 100 200 like imperial officers and stormtroopers on and Easy. Darth Vader's just sitting on the bridge watching you get away. Being like, <laughs> oh, this Kyle. <laughs> that, I'm going to tell you, though, that that last level was a bullshit level. I have three bullshit levels from this game, and that one was one of them. That okay, one what are your three me. bullshit levels? So, Anot City, so the, the sewage one. Yeah, speaking of a literal bullshit level, that that is fucking, a bullshit level. That, that place was disgusting. The colors, the dripping yeah. of every seam is like this brownish fluid. It's fucking terrible. And the, and the just how fucking big it was, and how oh, it was a, yeah, it was massive, and how everything looked the same. It was so hard to tell where the fuck I was. Like, I almost gave up, but I said, if I can get past this level, everything will be fine. I'm sure I'll find bullshit in most of the levels, but no, that was, like, bullshit level number one. The other one was Coruscant. That level was a bullshit level. Everything was fine. You're killing tons of stormtroopers. Like, there's no way you should have made it off of that planet. You killed so many people. They call it Imperial City, right? Yeah, Imperial City, the Imperial Mask, or something like that. And the thing is, like, you have to get plans, and um, you have to solve like this puzzle of like interlock, opening doors to work your way to the center of a vault. Yeah, the ring yeah. puzzle. Ooh. That, holy shit! That thing made me want to punch myself in the face, and I and I was just like, "Do I look it up or do I dust off fifteen-year-old John Brain at the time and try to see if I can just uh, muscle through and figure?" I figured it out, but that one was just like, "This is stupid. That sucked. I did not enjoy that." Boo, boo to this level, and then yeah, the arc hammer was a bullshit level. Because you had the the follow the tropes that you were doing in other ones, you had to set up these charges to blow it up. But to get to those charges was such such a pain that I was just like, this is not fun at all. So by the time it got to the end, where you're fighting like a bunch of different uh, dark troopers, and then finally Maka, it just it just I was just like, okay, I'm just ready for this to be over at that point. I had like one life left. It was dreadful. Um, not a, not a fan. They they uh they really throw the kitchen sink at you in that one. Yes. Yes, they did. Yeah, they did. So um, fa- that's fantastic. So let's uh let's wrap it up with giving it the good old pop saga recommends or does not recommend. <laughs> um, and please go first. John, would you uh, would you recommend this game in today's world in today's time? If you were, do you, would you say go out and get it on Steam? Uh, no. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the, Stamp. The, 
Yeah, like I mean, so I don't I don't want to seem wishy washy. So would I play this game again? No. Um, I I couldn't see the reason. Like maybe if you were on the whole first person, like the the play, the start of you know the first person. First person, jeez, what's going on with me? First, first person, Persian, first person shooters. If you're, if you're kind of wanting to play through the old classics, so you're playing Doom, and then by proxy want to play this, I'd at the very least wait until there is some sort of uh, Lucas Arts game bundle where you can get all of them for like ten bucks on Steam. And then if you feel like playing it, you, you, and you because you, you have other cooler games like you play Jedi Academy, or even Dark Forces Two, I think is superior to this game in a lot of ways, um, and not just because the inclusion of lightsabers, but that helps. Um, uh, yeah, you could play it that way, but I don't think you need to play this if you have access to you know a PlayStation. For Xbox, you can play Battlefront too. Uh, you'll enjoy the shooting in it a lot better. It will look a lot better, and you know, uh, I, I think actually the story in uh, you know Battlefront's not that bad um, comparatively. Uh, yeah, this this is a hard. Yeah, I, I I do not recommend it. I don't think you need to play it. Yeah, that's a. That's a really good point about the uh, Battlefront 2 st- single-player uh, campaign. It's quite good. If you have a couple hours you want to kill, and you want to um, experience some good Star Wars first-person shooting, there's this, there's Republic Commando. Uh, yeah, that, I would, even to this day, I would recommend Republic Commando over the original Dark Forces. That's yeah. an easy, that's an easy and recommendation. Dark Forces 2, which is... It, since it kind of a uh, the franchise evolves into a third person action game later in the series, but if you want to play some some more pure third person business, then even Dark Forces Two, which came out two years later, uh, is you know it still carries some of the frustrations of the games at the time, but it has a great FMV um, story sequences and and all sorts of stuff, but. We'll we'll talk about that game some other time. This game, however, I have to concur. concur. This is a uh, Pop Saga official. Pop Saga does not recommend. Um, with the, with the small caveat to say that I really love a lot of the art direction. I think it is revolutionary for its time. Um, but for whatever reason, I have a easier time finding my way around. Uh, Doom and Doom 2 levels and sort of completing those goals and um, I think that that says something about the maybe the level design I don't know Um, but uh, yeah to back up uh, what you said um, if you're doing sort of an anthropological uh, or archaeological um, uh, retread of game engines and 3D games and FPSs from days gone by, then I think you do have to include this in uh, in your uh, lineup, even if you just play it for a little bit, just to see how close the Jedi engine and the build engine, which is uh, what Duke Nukem 3 
D was based on um, just how close they kind of came to each other, and mm-hmm. uh, and they were obviously being de- uh, de- developed in a parallel. So, um, if if I had a wish for this game, I would say I would love to see a direct sequel to it um, using the build engine um, in much in the way um, uh, Ion Fury um does if you haven't that's a game that just recently came out it's based on the build engine like a an ancient an archaic engine but they've upgraded it and souped it up and applied modern uh gameplay uh sensibilities to it i'd love to see a retro looking but um and sort of a modern gameplay uh just just call it Dark Forces something, you know, colon something. <laughs> colon Adventures. Yeah, like, I, the, 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 yeah, the not recommendation is just because I don't think you need to go through it, but that is not to discredit what the team who put this together accomplished uh, for the genre in general. Um, but also, did just kind of give folks a little bit of inside baseball this was built with a team i don't even think it's much more than 20 people um made this game a lot of people wore multiple hats um the the team size for this game is not even the team sizes you get for mobile game titles now there are mobile game titles that have 50 even 100 people working on it this is made by really like a, a very talented group of people just that at the t- at the time great but for now there's really no need the i don't think you need to put yourself through it there's other ways you can do it but um i yeah i'd love to see either a spiritual successor to this or uh, just slightly upgraded so at least you could tell which one's a doorway and which one's a wall yeah i i would agree with that so if you already have a nostalgia for this game if you already have played it and you know you like it then don't even who cares what we say just then you're gonna yeah. play it anyway um but uh, uh you guys are mean i can't believe you said that about my favorite game <laughs> 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 uh, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving i'm taking all this ham uh, uh what pursuit of uh, I, I don't i don't care i'm just taking it all bye God, jeez. Finally. I mean, hopefully uh, he at least took those broccoli. No one needs to. I mean, broccoli. he took the whole thing. He said he was just taking the prosciutto, but he took he 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 opened up his trench coat and just shoved the platter inside comically and just uh He has um, a trench coat? Yeah. It's got to be a big <laughs> ass trench coat. He's trying to go incognito. He doesn't want to get killed again. Well, I mean, there's not much that would kill him. It took a lot of Avengers to do what they did to him. That's true. Just, and even without saying. the, uh, even without his fancy glove. Yeah, he 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 broke Captain America's shield. Uh, he stabbed Thor. Like he messed up a lot of people. So, uh, you know, I know he's gone, but mm-hmm. ditch the trench coat. Like, who's gonna mess with him? Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even <laughs> ask him for, like, the time. Like, hey, man, what time is it? Like, I don't know. I'm eating this uh, prosciutto. 
<sighs> I could just see him sitting okay. at a bus corner. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I could just no, I could see him sitting like at a bus corner in this trench coat with like a pocket just full of like uh crudite yep. and prosciutto just cubes kind of, <laughs> prosciutto just, sticking out of his just, pocket. And just reaching in there and just eating little handfuls of it. He's like, <laughs> like what are you waiting for? The bus to take me home. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Yeah, Dark Forces. That was a thing. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, as always, please join us next week for another piece of pop culture dissection. That sounds gross, but it's better. It's better than that. It's not, it's not gross. <laughs> Anyway, uh, as always, be happy, be healthy, and we'll see you next week. Don't stuff your pocket full of prosciutto. It's not a good thing. Do what I want. Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop. From the roots, Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no live. I ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh, yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga.